0: It's the Tim Coramall Show with Joe Santorsa,
1: bringing you news from the front lines of the battle to restore the soul of America. And now, here's
0: your host, Tim Coramall. Hey, everyone, and welcome to episode 729 of the Tim Coramall Show for Sunday, January 28th, <gasps> 2024. Oh my gosh, it's the end of January already. It just felt like yesterday Jeez. was Christmas and New Year's, but uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But uh, joining the show once again by my co-host, co-producer, and resident Photoshop expert, the one, the only Joe at marnus minus three. At MSTDN. Party on the Mastodon. How are you, Joe?
1: Uh, wet.
0: Wet. Yes, it's <laughs> wet here too. <laughs> Glad to have it you. It is.
1: It is raining. Yes. Glad to
0: have you back, and, and also joining us this week, T Brown. How are you, T?
2: Hello, wonderful people. It is sixty-nine degrees here and sunny. Wow. Welcome to North Carolina.
0: Thank you, thank you, T. Glad to have you back. Also joining us on the Left Coast, Kathy Larkin. How are you, Kathy? Oh well, I'm I'm alive. I'm alive.
3: <laughs> <laughs> and we have sun. There's a, a a yellow ball in the sky today. Yay! No rain, no clouds. Well, we, Not got it. Yet, we got anyway.
0: We got the rain here for you today. So, <laughs>
3: oh goody. Uh.
0: And uh, also joining us this week, Allie McNeil from New York City, Watergate Summer. He's on the Twitter. How are you, Allie? I'm great.
4: I'm good. It's pouring rain here, but um, that's okay.
0: We're getting it here in Pennsylvania, too. So <laughs> I
4: was going to say, it's probably on its way here from your lovely state. Thank you.
0: <laughs> so what's going on? Up in New York City, Allie?
4: Oh, in New York City? Um What's going on? Um, much. Uh, just we're coping with uh, a migrant crisis that's kind of been contributed to thanks to Texas. Um,
5: yeah.
4: uh, our mayor is not coping well, but he's not coping well with a lot of things and he has his own <laughs> trouble. And sooner or later, I'm sure he'll make more national headlines than he already is. Um, the COVID crisis is kind of back again. Um, all the hospitals are pretty full. So, just telling people to wear their mask, please, 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 get vaccinated. Um, I don't think it's bad other places, but it is really bad here. So it's not just COVID; it's respiratory illnesses in general, pneumonias, RSV. So, but the hospitals are full, but nobody's supposed to talk. About it, so,
0: but right? Talking about it. Yeah, that's it. That's it. You know, I mean, it's like I've I've kind of kind of went back into into only going out once a week to go grocery shopping, and I always I've never <laughs> stopped wearing a mask. So. Thank you, thank you. Yeah, that but, makes my heart happy. Thank yeah,
3: yeah I've like, I've never stopped wearing a mask either, but, but not in my living room usually. I you know, there's usually not a need because I don't have I don't allow people here. Right. Yeah, you know. So gotta have a place yeah. where you have some some solace from all this baloney. Yeah.
4: Well, I mean, I've been vaccinated but I've also had COVID four times. So uh, four four Oh, times. Lord, wow. four? Oh, goodness. Yeah. And I i had COVID before there were vaccines. So, oh, um, I know so I t- you did. I remember. Yeah. yeah. So, I take it kind of seriously. Uh, yeah. I, oh, I took I, it very seriously. No. Yeah. So, so unfortunately, I nag everybody I come in contact with, but I can't help it. Can't help it at
3: all. So, yeah, I, I'm glad I do too. Yeah, but I'm glad I've you been vaccinated, uh, you know, completely. I don't have any vaccines to get except my RSV. I haven't been able to get it. Hmm. Yeah, So he's like um on backwater in a lot of places right now. Yeah, yeah well no, it's my problem is I was sick. Yeah. Oh well that does yeah, that makes sense. Okay. Yeah, but I had my <laughs> vaccines early in September. Oh, see, yeah. that's good. Good job.
0: All yeah, right, for well. my
3: flu and my uh the COVID. So
0: well Allie, tell yeah. people where they can check you out.
4: They can check me out on Watergate Summer at Twitter. Um there are Still people there trying to hang in there, and I'm one of them. I'm just I, I'm, just angry at um, Musk right now. So <laughs> at this point, I'm oh. determined to stay on there as long as possible. Like over my dead body and my leaving at this point, um, I'm not going to give up. Because I, I feel like that's what he wants us all to leave, and that just makes me more determined to stay. Um, yeah, there's so
3: many repulsive people that are loose on there, too.
4: Yeah, I just, I think the block button is it's working fine. I, I'm doing okay with that. Um, yeah. And I still have a tight, like, medical community on there, so I, I, I feel like I need to stay there. And there's a lot of good yeah. long COVID information there, so I, I stay there for that. I also just stay there to be a thorn in his side.
3: Um, yeah, I'm there, too. I just don't, you know, I don't pay a lot of attention to the garbage. Yeah, you've got to yeah. tune it out. So.
4: Yeah.
3: Um, so that's where I am.
4: Um. I did try the other social media accounts. I, 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 I admitted I, I wasn't very good at it. I, like we go set them up and then kind of abandon them. So they're sitting there somewhere. Uh, most of them are under the name Watergate Summer. I just haven't, I, I haven't tried the other sites. Like, I'm on Blue Sky. I think I've been there twice. I'm sorry. But my confession. <laughs> So, um, so that's what's going on here. Um, I guess people are starting to get like politically motivated. I'm not really sure. Um, people follow the Trump situation here pretty closely. Um, I raced up last week to go do chalk and someone beat me to it. I'm really pissed. Cause I have my chalk in my bag at all times, so I can go leave him leave a message on the sidewalk either at his building downtown or up by the <laughs> side. And I got there, and someone beat me. I could not believe it. I was like, God dang it. So, but there's a bunch of us that walk around with chalk just for that reason. Oh, so, that's um, good. yeah, yeah,
5: good, yeah, good.
4: yeah, yeah. And you have to do your once a month, to take, you know, give the finger to the building routine. That's a, that's part of the routine of living here, too. To well, I flip off
3: the TV frequently. Yeah, that counts. <laughs> What's yeah. funny is when you go to flip off his building, the security guards wave to you. <laughs> <laughs> oh, like I'd give him a us. double. There you go. <laughs> yeah, So
4: no, but there's no, so, no, no, no. The security guys like wave to us. Like they're, you know, they support us. They don't, they don't yell at us or anything, you know? Yeah. So it's just kind of comical. I guess they have a certain deal of him. but anyway, well, they um, hate him too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, exactly. So that's pretty much all that's going on here. Um, I am writing a book, um, as a nurse, um, and it, it does cover part of the pandemic and part of the things that have gone on here. So, um, heads up, it should be out. It should be, I, I have an agent and everything, and it should be hopefully. Well, I don't know. I don't know how these things work, but um, hopefully by summer, I'll have more information for everybody. But well, um, that'd think, be great. Yeah. So, um, yeah. Well, originally it was supposed to be about COVID, but now it's uh, covering other issues like the AIDS epidemic from the 80s and 90s, and it's covering some other issues too. So, um, oh. Wow. Yeah, so that's all that's going on here. Um, I still work with homeless in New York City. I so occasionally, if you follow me on my Twitter page, I tweet about homelessness a lot, and that's why um, I'm one of the nurses. I, I do street nursing. I pick up people on the street, and then I get them to the hospitals. So that's why I know what's going on in all the hospitals because I go to at least three to five hospitals a week.
3: Yeah, um, you're one of the unsung heroes out there. Oh no, I'm not. But um, yes, you so are. Go, yes, you are.
4: Don't so I, I scrape people off the street? Then I get them to the hospital, and then I go and nag them to make them stay there until I can get them in a shelter. And that, yeah, is, well, that is somebody's got to do it. Yeah. Well, I'm glad, but you, anyway, so that's my job.
0: Yeah. Thank uh, you, Allie. I'm glad you are doing good work. So, yeah, that's really good. great. Are, are you still on Mastodon? I am, and I think I'm under the
4: Underwatergate Watergate Summer, and yes, it's another one of my abandoned pages. Oh, I'm sorry, <laughs> okay. I bad about this. Like I have all these children all over the place, and I've just left them somewhere. So <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> okay. I feel kind of gritty about yeah, it. Don't
3: so feel I I bad to, about it.
4: No, I, I made a promise to myself in the New Year I was going to work on social media, because the the editor that I've been talking with, she's like, oh, you're all over social media, right? I'm like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm sitting there thinking, no, I'm not. Not really. <laughs> <But> I, <laughs> I'm kind of out there, I'm just not there. So, yeah, so I have to work on it because I kind of made a promise I need to keep. But um, but we'll keep that between us. Anyway, so that's all that's going on here. Um, yeah. So uh-huh. New York City's, they say it's on the rise and it's on the comeback. So um, I guess it is. I don't know. I have no idea. So I just, I, I will look forward to when it's more politically things are happening because I think then it will be more exciting and maybe back to the old New York City.
0: So. All right. Well, thank we'll you. Thank Ellie. We'll We're glad to have you joining us again. It's been a long time. Thank you. And I t- appreciate it. T-, thank t-, you. t, what's happening down North Carolina way?
2: Uh, so far, it's been quiet. Uh, we haven't had a lot of big hoopla yet. You know, the uh, lieutenant governor is going to be running for governor. Yeah, he's the Bible thumper. Oh. He's the one who looks like he never missed uh, sweet potato pie, but, <laughs> but he has the brains and IQ of Tim Scott.
3: Oh my God! Oh, yes. wonderful!
2: Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. But we're, we're looking at bad times. Uh, Joe <laughs> Biden visited us Tuesday. Oh,
5: nice. there is
2: a, there is an EV um, conductor plant that is going to be opened. It's actually, they started training two blocks from me. At a, um, a factory, they set aside and rented an area to train new employees to be able to work there. Infrastructure. Okay, awesome. jobs program. Let me throw that awesome. out
3: Awesome.
2: <laughs> That's wow.
3: really good.
2: You guys can find me over on uh, Tickety Top at T-E-E underscore bone 1961. You can also find me over on Spoutable. T Brown, one zero six one. Political. I'm a political junkie. I'm a sci-fi nut. I'm always willing to t- have a conversation with anybody. <laughs>
0: <laughs> 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 All right, T. I, I was thinking. You know, yesterday, I I got up and I was getting ready, getting. Um, you know, br- brushing my teeth and doing all the stuff you do when you get up. And I always look at my TikTok videos then. And usually it's muscles and nursing. But um, but this one popped up on my phone. And I don't know who the guy was. But they were talking about this w- one guy who's in the D.C. jail, one of the January six guys. And he was complaining about the fact that he hasn't seen a cardiologist in 10 months because – They he was he was having problems and they took him the jail took him to Howard University which of course is a historically black HCBU college and um, he was whining about how everybody there was black and uh, and how he refused to be treated by a black doctor and and now his AFib is so bad that he can't sing with the January sixth choir anymore because he gets short of breath and he has to stop and and every few steps to to catch his breath, but um, he asked the jail to take him to another hospital so he could be treated by a white doctor. But uh, they wouldn't take him anywhere, but Howard, I guess that's their arrangement. And so um, I was like, okay, let me get the tiny violin out here. (laughs) Really? (laughs) Oh, here's
2: a good, here's a little bit of information which someone should have um, advised him about. AFib doctors are the specialists of specialists with cardiology. We work with a prison here in North Carolina, and the only way they can see an AFib doctor is if a doctor sends a referral over. So until, no matter who you go sees, writes that referral, you're not getting that help. So you might want to change your mind
5: about mm, that. There you go. Yeah.
3: Stop being so, such an asshole.
0: Yeah.
2: people. Maybe mm-hmm. he, his
4: heart problems are partly caused because he has a bad heart. Because he has so much hate. on right? in his heart? Yeah. yeah, he's got some prejudice yeah. going on in his heart. So that AFib maybe isn't an accident.
3: Yeah, he's a he's a awful person. Yeah. Awful.
0: yeah. Well, thank you, T. Always glad to have you. And you already told us where we can check you out. So we'll go to Kathy. What's happening, Kathy, out San Jose Way? Well, I guess things are picking
3: up around here. We have a, a Senate thing going on here between three wonderful people. Adam Schiff, Katie Porter... And and Barbara Lee, you know, and God bless all three of them. I love them all.
6: The only thing
3: is I know who I'm voting for already. And, you know, I'll vote for them. Then I'll vote for the next person. Then I'll vote for the next person, you know, because that's the way we vote in the primary. So it's three people, the top three. And then, you know, that the Republican that thinks he's running against these people, he's out of his ever loving marbles.
0: Yeah, I wish I wish that um, Barbara Lee and uh, and Katie mm-hmm. Porter would. I guess they they can't ru- run for their congressional congressional seats if they're running for Senate. Well, you know they can they can jump in there
3: if they lose.
0: But I mean they have um, to be on the ballot. For you know the they're not
3: they're not pretty much doing anything right now they're not running in their district. I, I, you know, I don't, I don't know the details on that really.
0: Yeah.
3: You know, cause our ballots, well, just, I would hate to they st- just changed the
0: last few elections. Well, I would hate to lose them in, in the house because they both are. Oh yeah. Uh, are I great, would too. So. Uh, oh, Barbara yeah. Lee is such a, she's really good
3: uh, yeah. for the, the Bay area. And Katie Porter and, with, her, with her, And Katie with her Porter Whiteboard. too, she took over a red area. Yeah. So, um, you know, so I, well, I wouldn't want to lose either one of them, but I'm afraid that, you know, she may lose to, to Adam Schiff. Yeah. Yeah. So, and then tomorrow, uh, our vice president is coming to San Jose. Hey, yay! I don't know where she's appearing. I haven't, I haven't really looked into it yet because I probably won't go, but, uh, you know, God bless her, her. And, uh, um, I guess, uh, Becerra, the, um, you know, he's a human. The health and human services uh, chairman mm-hmm. uh, in the in the White House. Uh, so he's going to be here also. But you know, I mean, they're both Californians. It's it's nice to have somebody that's coming here finally. We haven't had anybody since you know the Orange guy showed up in Palo Alto trying to get money. Mm. The last his last go round with uh, you know when he was he was president. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> God, I hate to even say that. Right, <laughs> but uh, you know, just it makes me sick. Yeah, you know, sicker than I was with COVID. You yeah. know, so well, we're glad yes, and I am recovering. So uh, anybody who doesn't wear a mask is an asshole. Thank <laughs> you very much. You know, because it, it's not a lot uh, for people to ask for you to wear a mask. It protects. It protects you. It protects them. It mm-hmm. protects everybody. So, you know, we need to start doing that again. I wish we would have a, um, you know, a, a United States wide requirement for masks. Yeah. But I, you know, I don't think that's going to happen. Mm-hmm. You well, know, so anyway, you can find me on Facebook at, on my, my page uh, at Let's Remember to Never Forget. I've been doing that for I don't know how many years now and uh, i'm on all the other social media things too except for twitter um i'm still on on uh well i'm on twitter uh but i'm i'm not on uh tiktok is what i'm not on i'm on everything else though i and i don't i look them over but i you know i i don't participate a lot i will you know tap on somebody's that i like but otherwise uh, you know, I'm trying to think if there's anything else. Well, we have sun, though. Hmm. You know, that's good. We, we've we had nothing but clouds. So, anyway,
0: that's it, I guess. That's well, my report have-
3: for the West Coast at the moment. Yeah, we're glad
0: to have you <laughs> back, Kathy. And, Thank you. Uh, Kathy Larkin on Facebook and Rebel. No, what are you on, on Twitter? Uh, yeah. I'm Craton not on Twitter anymore, so I don't know With remember. the
3: numbers, all the numbers. Okay. <laughs> it's Kathy, blah, 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 all those numbers. It doesn't matter. I don't say anything on there anyway. I'm kind of like a, you know, a, a spy.
0: It's been over a year since yeah. I quit Twitter, so. <laughs> yeah. So All right. Thank you, Kathy and Joe. Thank what's happening up Scranton way? You said you're getting a lot of rain.
1: Uh, we were up until a minute ago, and now we're getting a lot of snow.
0: Oh. Ooh, it's, yeah.
1: it's so.
0: They were saying we might get some snow here, but it's too warm. I think I, I saw the night it's going to be like 37. So. Yeah, well, you warm. know,
1: they said it's uh heavy wet snow. Mm. That's always nice.
5: Mm. You know, it's
1: good good for your heart. It right. it's, it's everything moving.
5: everything
3: <laughs> moving.
1: Anyway, uh, everything's quiet here in Scranton except for the snow. So, and that makes it quieter actually. And uh, Getting back to what T said, I, I'm a science fiction fan, too.
3: Oh, me too.
1: Yeah, but I'm not as a social media fan. As you know.
3: <laughs>
1: <laughs> I uh, I burned my bridge with Twitter long ago. Mm. And I mean, I burned
3: it. Yeah, you just burned the whole thing. Down. Yeah, I
1: burned it, and then I uh, trashed it, and then I blew it up again, and then I burned it yeah. some more.
3: Let the dogs chew on it.
1: They're not letting me back. Nope. no, no. Nope. They're not going to let me back, and I don't care because I don't go on social media much anymore mm. uh, because, uh, well, when we get to our uh, social media friends of the week, which I don't have any, um, you'll see why.
0: All right. Now, Joe, have you watched um, uh, Monarch, The Legend of Monsters on on oh, Apple TV? Oh, God, yeah. Yeah, uh, we just yes, we just yes, finished yes, that a few a few days ago. That was good.
5: <laughs> oh,
1: it's and it's going to get better. Believe me. Yeah, I've I've gone through Monarch and now I'm going through some other Apple stuff. I'm going through uh, Invasion.
0: We watched Invasion, yeah, season two.
1: And I'm going through uh, Silo.
0: Oh we're, well, we're doing Morning Show right now. The latest oh, season yeah. of Morning Show.
1: So. Silo Silo is a, is a series of books that they made into a, a series on Apple. So uh, very good. Hmm. So, anyway, uh, you you know, I'm on Facebook, so, you know, (laughs) but I I never look at it. So, (laughs) I've given up. I've given up on media, all media. Yeah. You know, Tim, what I do. I look in the morning. If this Chiron doesn't say that Trump died, (laughs) I move on.
0: Yes. I'll be, I mean, I'm waiting for the massive stroke, but I've been waiting for a long time. So, yeah. (laughs) I'm waiting.
3: You know, when I
1: see that poisoning.
3: I do Good check a couple
1: times. I, I, I check a couple times a day if he passed away. And mm-hmm. uh if he didn't, uh I move on to tennis. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well Joe, thank you very much. We're glad to have you. You got a great song car for us today. I'm looking forward to that. And uh, TimCormo.com is the website for our show. We're on uh, Apple, Google, and Amazon Podcasts and on Networks Radio, 6.30 a.m. Eastern and 7 p.m. Eastern on Mondays, as well as on RadioForHumans.com on Mondays and Wednesdays at 9 a.m. Eastern and Tuesdays at 7 p.m. Eastern. And with that, let's do the do the follow me. Follow me on
7: YouTube. Follow me on Twitter. Follow me on Facebook. Follow me on Instagram. Follow me on Pinterest. Follow me on Twitch. Follow me on MySpace. What
0: the hell is MySpace?
7: Follow me on Musical.ly. Follow me on Reddit. Follow me on the sidewalk. Follow me on the road. Follow me on WhatsApp. Follow me on Daily Motion. Follow, 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 follow me. Kathy,
0: who is your social media friend this week?
3: Well, I just,
0: I closed my
3: eyes and I put my finger on one of the social medias that I belong to. And I came up with John Cooper. Us, uh, and he has a uh, a post. It's a picture. You can't see it, but it says posted in stores all over New York City right now. And the little sign has his mug shot and says, "Do not check take checks from this man." <laughs> there you go. Right. So that was my my funny for the week so all
0: right john cooper.us <laughs> on the threads and we'll go to Allie. who is your social media friend this week my social media friend
4: is bronte man on twitter B r o he's been there i think as long as i have like 14 years or something he's been there a long time he's a retired doctor um he tweets Political stuff that really matters, and um, but he also tweets medical stuff. But he's a good guy. He's hung in there too. He too is determined to stay to the bitter end. So um, yeah. So I gave him a shout out. Um, yeah. So that's my friend of the
0: week. All right. All these links will be in the show notes over at TimCorma.com, and we'll go to uh, to tea.
2: Hello, people. Uh, my social media friend of the week is at Black Fluid poet. Um, he used to be actually a disc jockey back in the 70s. Uh, now he's a writer, podcaster, and self love enthusiast. <laughs> 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 um, that's those are his words, not mine. Uh, and that's on also TikTok because he used to be a disc jockey late Wednesdays and Friday nights after 11. He plays 70s, 80s, 60s music, uh, rock and roll, blues, soul, everything.
0: Oh, cool. I'm surprised they let him do that on TikTok with the licensing issues. But... Oh, yeah.
8: Oh, yeah. All
0: right. I think they're sweet. Okay, Black Fluid Poet on TikTok. Again, all the links in the show notes, and we'll go to Joe, even though you don't do social media anymore. <laughs>
1: well, I don't, but if, if you notice, I had it. Put uh, my social media friend on Wikipedia.
5: <laughs>
1: it's the only place I could find other than X. And I won't even... I won't refer anything to X. I don't, As you know, Tim, I burned that bridge.
5: <laughs> yes, you did. <laughs> yes, so you did. anyway...
1: Um, uh, yeah, but James Carville. And the reason I picked James Carville... Say is my celebrity of the week, okay? Because... Uh, well, play the clip, mm-hmm. and that tells
8: you why. Mm-hmm. Common parlance of the word "rape," the jury found that he'd raped this woman. That's a fact. And every sentence ought to be Donald Trump, an adjudicated rapist. Oh. Right? This is not normal, and everybody wants to show how in touch they are with the common man. Everybody wants to cover a race. Everybody, and, and there is just huge tendency. To say this is Biden's got a record, he's got a vision, Trump's got a record, he's got a vision. Let's go to post and see what happens. No. But but no one's listening. You wait. And there's this whole normalization, and you know, maybe the plumbing will go one way and not the other and something and Trump will come back and you know what? Well John Kelly confirmed. Right, we knew it was true because we knew he told Jeffrey Goldberg, it was no secret. He came out and said he said all of this. The commander-in-chief of the armed forces of the United States said people that served in the armed forces were suckers. Well, we wonder why recruitment is down. We know he's got a lot of following. I don't know. It's not normal. It's not to say we overdeploy troops and we get involved in too much foreign adventurism that's normal we should have international treaties and in nato and CETO and whatever else that's normal questioning the the use of american power is normal mocking people who serve in the military is not fucking normal and it right. shouldn't be treated that way at all it's not an alternative view and they, we we fall in we lapsing into it we lapse into it we lapsing into it we lapse you can see it. The, the, the Jason Miller is down there in Iowa, in a f- hotel Fort Des Moines, holding court with all of the reporters writing everything that he says down, and you know going to lunch. And you know it's just it's just another campaign. It's like being with Karl Rove. No, it's not. Not at all. And these people are chicken shit. They don't understand history. And we have to do a job of calling them out and mocking them.
0: That's right. Amen. Amen.
3: Yeah, exactly. Right. I, I saw that last night. Yeah.
1: Well, that's my, <clears throat> as you know, I'm beating a dead horse, right, Tim?
5: Mm-hmm.
1: <clears throat> but um, I'm going to keep saying it on every show <laughs> for as long as I have breath. This is Germany, 1930s. It isn't mm-hmm. a presidential election.
3: That's okay? exactly right.
1: This yeah. is Germany, 1930s. Absolutely. This is putting Jews into boxcars and taking them to death camps. That's what this is about. If you don't think that's serious, then you're not doing your job as journalists, and mm-hmm. they are not mm-hmm. doing their fucking jobs. Yep. Get right. on with it. Tell it like it is. This isn't a presidential election. This is a battle against Nazis.
3: Period. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yeah, I mean, that's what, Rachel, Nazis. Yeah.
1: That's, that's what
3: Rachel. Nazis. That's what Rachel's are. been trying to say.
1: My yep. father yep. went to war. My wife's father went to war.
3: My father. My father.
1: Right. They were Antifa.
0: That's right. They that's were right.
1: Antifa. Okay. Yep. Now You're going to let it now seep in Because Some man baby Wants his way Because people Want power Well that's what they wanted In 1930 in Germany Right, And that's what you're going to get journalists Jake Tapper And all you people Who want to give both sides Bullshit You know that's what you want It's all
4: bullshit
1: This is a battle Against Nazis, Mm -hmm. nothing less, nothing
2: more. All Mm -hmm. right, James Carwell. My my grandfather served in World War II. I proudly say I am Antifa. That's right. (laughs) Yeah, they were. So am
0: I. My father served in World War II. My I was a late baby, so my dad was forty eight when I was born. (laughs) Uh So, you know, but well, it was. I mean. My father passed in two thousand eight. He was ninety years old. He was born in nineteen seventeen, uh, so he missed World War One, but he he served in World War II. So thirty years in the navy. Yeah, he he was yeah. he was just
3: he was older than my dad. My dad uh, was born in nineteen twenty two. He served in the South Pacific. He was there for five and a half years.
1: So yeah. did my father. He was born so, in nineteen eighteen. Served in the South Pacific. His brother was killed off Okinawa by a kamikaze pilot.
3: Oh, God. My dad was in Okinawa. He yeah, was in Okinawa. He was in in Battle of Midway. He was in a bunch of those. Well, he was a Marine. He was Special Forces back in World War II.
1: But, you know, mm. this is what Carville is saying. Uh,
0: exactly. You get it?
1: You, get it? you, yeah. you know, this is history.
0: Mm-hmm. Look that's at right. history. That's right.
1: That's, okay?
0: But, but that's why they've done down the and, house.
1: Oh, Harold Ford. Like is he a useless piece of shit too?
2: And mm-hmm. and, and
1: Jake Tapper gonna have it both ways? Really?
4: Mm-hmm. No. Yeah no.
1: No, this it's isn't it's journalism. Both ways. Yeah. That's being a patsy for Nazis. hmm Yeah. There's no two sides on this. There's
4: only one
0: side. And there's only true. one
1: side. I don't wanna hear the two sides, two sides. There's no both sides. There's Nazis and there's us. And that's yeah. all that's left.
0: That's right. That's absolutely right. Well, all right. So, James Cargill on Wikipedia, all these links from the show notes. I picked somebody new this week that I just happened upon uh, on TikTok. And he goes by at David Unpacks. T, I don't know if you follow David. Um, but this video popped up on my phone. And I was so moved by it that I would, like, immediately gave him a follow and decided he's my Twitter friend of the week. So,
9: somebody asked me yesterday if I ever gave Donald Trump a chance and I said no. But you have to understand why. The reason why I didn't give Donald Trump a chance is because I own a company that works with a lot of contractors. Do estimates and whatnot for contractors. Bought other support for other folks in the industry, but that's an upset. Anyway, what happened was uh, a buddy of mine that was a contractor up in New Jersey called me up one day and said, Hey man, uh, I got this opportunity to do this business with Trump and it's just, it's huge. And I, I, I think I'm going to do it. And I said, well, I, I get that you're going to do it, but it, it might be in your best interest to think that through because you know, the honest truth is that dog bites. And he said, Yeah, I understand, but I mean I'm gonna write a tight contract and blah blah blah, you know. So he he takes the gig. And he tells me later he's having a little bit of problems getting getting uh getting paid.
0: Ah, surprise, surprise. Yeah, right.
9: Fast forward three and a half years. He still hasn't been paid his $3.5 million. He's been worn down pretty awfully. And Trump's attorneys said that they would pay him $1.2 million. And that was it. He took the $1.2 million. The day that that showed up as certified funds, He took the title to every truck he owned. He owned a pretty decent sized company. He took a bill of sale for a bunch of other equipment, generators, arc welders, all kinds of stuff. Ladders, you name it, jib crane. He went to another place and he sold all of that and walked out with certified funds. He went to the bank He deposited those funds into the bank. Then he gave a list of amounts and people and companies that he needed to cut checks to. And they cut certified funds to all those individuals. He took those checks, he went down to the post office, he individually sent every one of them out in the, by express mail. And then he went home and he blew his brains out.
3: Oh my.
9: That's not He blew his brains story. out because Donald Trump decided to take advantage of the little guy.
3: Dirty bastard.
9: And he couldn't handle the failure. Fast forward a couple of years later, a friend of mine who is a professional photographer up pick picked up a job for a hundred and twenty thousand dollars for Trump. To take pictures of his property. Three months after it was done, he couldn't get paid. He ended up have, having to file a lawsuit, and only after the lawsuit was he paid. He still had to spend about twelve thousand dollars in legal fees, so he pretty much had to pretty big haircut. And another friend I have down in Boca I had a father who was in the dry cleaning business and years ago he did dry cleaning work for Donald Trump. Donald Trump never paid him and he just about lost his business and he did lose his spirit and he was never the same. So when you ask me if I'm ever going to give Donald Trump a fair shake, no, Cause he didn't give anybody else a fair shake. That's right. He has no moral barometer. And you can tell that truth that I just told you. That's true pain that I'm talking about. The people I know are new. You can tell that to people in the Trump cult. And it's like they can't even hear you. Mm. I'm never going to understand this. Mm. Ever. Mm. Peace
0: out. Amen. Amen. But that was so moving to me. Mm -hmm. Unbelievable.
2: Oh, yes. I follow him. And he is a good man. And there are other people over on tiktok who tell the exact same stories oh yeah and i have a story a too I do, there's a reason i do not trust him I first time i heard of trump was 1970s mm-hmm. so i've got a previous history and i'm on facebook i've lost friends people i worked for, with for five ten years during the time during 19 during the 2020 how could you say that you're not giving him a chance you just don't like him because he ran for pre- no facts are facts. And mm-hmm. that man is dangerous.
0: Yep. Very dangerous. Yep. Yep. Well, <sighs> uh, again, all our social media friends uh, are linked in the show notes over dot m- com, And, uh, you know, we just finished the show Joe last Sunday. <laughs> and as soon as, as soon as I got to working on getting the show, ready to post, my my phone started blowing up because this happened Me, why I decided
10: to run for president to fight for those who've been forgotten in this country. This is America's time for choosing. We can choose to allow a border invasion, or we can choose to stop it. We can choose reckless borrowing and spending, or we can choose to limit government and lower inflation. We can choose political indoctrination, or we can choose like classical you're doing in Florida? education. These choices are symptoms of the underlying struggle to ensure that constitutional government can endure and that Western civilization can survive. And we launched this campaign to bring accountability to government, regain sovereignty at our border and restore sanity to our society. We cannot succeed as a country if we allow our nation to be invaded, our currency to be debased, our cities to crumble and our kids to be indoctrinated. The D.C. elites who facilitated this mess do not care about you, and they do not work for you. They work for themselves. They seek Hmm. to accumulate power at your expense to pursue an agenda that is harmful to the American people. Citizens do not serve politicians. It is the duty of politicians to serve you. Talk is cheap. Actions speak louder than words,
0: reversing the
10: decline of this nation requires leadership that delivers big results for the people we are elected to serve. I have a record of leading with conviction, championing an agenda marked by bold colors, delivering on my promises and defeating the people who are responsible for decline. And that is the type of leadership we need for all of America. You now over the past many months, Casey Muslimini. and I have traveled across the country to deliver a message of hope that decline is a choice and that we can in fact succeed again as a nation. Nobody worked harder and we left it all out on the field. Now, following our second place finish in Iowa, we've prayed and deliberated on the way forward. If there was anything I could do to produce a favorable outcome, more campaign stops, more interviews, I would do it. But I can't ask our supporters to volunteer their time and donate their resources if we don't have a clear path to victory. Accordingly, I am today suspending my campaign. Ah! I'm proud to have delivered on 100% of my promises and I will not stop now. It's clear to me that a majority of Republican primary voters want to give Donald Trump another chance. They watch his presidency get stymied by relentless resistance, and they see Democrats using lawfare this day to attack him. While well, I've had disagreements with Donald Trump, such as on the coronavirus pandemic and his elevation of Anthony Fauci. Trump is superior to the current incumbent, Joe Biden. That is clear. I signed a pledge to support the Republican (laughs) nominee, and I will honor that pledge. He has my endorsement because we can't go back to the old Republican guard of yesteryear, a repackage formed of warmed-over corporatism that Nikki Haley represents. The days of putting Americans last, of kowtowing to large corporations, of caving to woke ideology are over.
0: like He's that special and just like that he went running back to Florida to take out his anger on the citizens of Florida <laughs> right and and right. make the state
3: worse than it was
0: mm, did wow. you
1: see where they want to pass a law to make children work full-time
0: yes oh yeah oh yes they're trying to reverse the child labor laws but did mm-hmm. you see did you see that they wanted to pass a law that would allow um Anybody running for president that has legal issues, that the f- citizens of Florida would have to pay five million dollars out of tax funds of their legal fees? <laughs> oh, God, <laughs> huh? Oh, Anybody is running he, for president? Is he on drugs? Anybody running for president who has legal problems? Who could that be? <laughs> oh, yeah.
2: <laughs> wait, wait, wait! But, but, but remember, guys, it gets better.
0: Does yeah.
2: it? restrict oh. children having access to social media, not their parents, the children. So the parents, if little Tommy or Mary is 12, 13 years old and has to be on social media, you know, like video games or something like that, anything, they can be held accountable for it by the governor.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Well, that's why some friends I have that live in Florida, they call him Milducci. Ducci. So and then um, and then uh, Charlie Sykes was on Morning Joe mocking uh, Desantis. Room
3: all along for a candidate to take that lane in the Republican Party, and and did Ron
11: DeSantis just not take that off ramp?
12: We will never know because they never tried, right? Um, you know, Ron DeSantis was the great hope. Uh, you know, when you think about you know how high he was the riding hope. there, and so there have been a, you know you know history is full of lots of uh, flops, but Ron DeSantis is going to rank right up there. You know, given given his, you know uh, g- you know given his you know original all the hopes that were around him. But I mean, again, as I wrote in, in this column, um, the political obituary is almost too easy to write. He was a bad candidate. He had a lousy <laughs> (laughs) message and a truly terrible campaign, but maybe it wouldn't have made any difference because this says so much about the Republican Party as well. He calculated that if he moved to the right of Donald Trump on the cultural issues that somehow he could be Trumpism without Trump. But the problem is the Republican base wanted Mm -hmm. Trump. They wanted the show. They wanted uh, they they weren't interested in the legislation in the policies in, you know, whether or not he was going to be punching Disney in the face. They wanted the real thing. And when Ron DeSantis and the others decided that they were not actually going to run against Donald Trump, that they were going to actually defend him and rationalize him and provide cover for his various indictments and crimes and lies and sedition, et cetera, it pretty much guaranteed that Republicans were going to go. If we can have the fake thing, why not go with the real thing? But um, you know, right. Ron, Ron DeSantis was was always, I think, overhyped because he was never ready for prime time. He was never going to scale up. And, you know, just kind of a lesson that, you know, that uh, you cannot run if you're not willing to run against the guy you're running against, which seems kind of basic.
13: (laughs) Yeah, you know, it seems to me that um, you you have a choice. You have to pick a lane. And Donald Trump had the MAGA lane, had the extreme MAGA lane. And so here you had Fat Elvis, 77. (laughs) And you had Ron DeSantis saying, I'm going to go to Vegas, and I'm going to fill that lane, right? Why? Why? Like, if you can't, if, if, if that lane's already filled, then do the Beatles. If you can't do the Beatles, do Dylan. If you can't do the Dylan, be Fifth, fifth Dimension. Be anybody, but don't try to be Fat Elvis. They got that. <coughs> On the strip. A right. lot of
0: it. They a, lot of, a it. lot of
13: it, right? And you're never going to get mm-hmm. people. So much. Heilman, if somebody has followed Elvis since 57, they're not going to drive to Vegas in 77 and say, hey, I'm going to go see the fat Elvis imitator. No, they're going to see Elvis. <laughs> and they're going to get the sweaty, fat guy with the, you know, pulling, pulling off of it, you know, throwing his scarves into the crowd and people think, like, I'm joking. No, this is a perfect, perfect analogy because who in the hell is going to go see a knockoff of Donald Trump
0: 2024? (laughs) Fabulous. Is he going to start throwing his underwear to the crowd? Size 64 or 72?
1: Yeah. No, he has to throw out one pair. It covers the whole crowd. Right.
0: (laughs) It it enabled my my governor
3: to go out there and tell him, you know, what the hell is going on with these people? Right? Right. You know, Gavin Newsom. I mean, I forgot to talk about him.
0: Yeah. He's been on fire. He has. We're gonna have a clip of him coming up in a little while. But uh, yeah. But yeah. I, mean, I, was just, I just think it's hilarious, Fat Elvis. <laughs> God. <laughs> Gosh. Because. Fat, sweaty Elvis. Right. And then uh, Manu Raju was chasing Republicans down the halls of Congress. And what happens if Donald Trump
14: gets convicted? I asked a number of Republicans this past week, just about that. Will you continue to support Donald Trump if he gets convicted in one of these four criminal cases? One of those could come to verdict before November, is what they said. You came out to endorse Trump. If he could be convicted before November, would you still support him then? Well, is his opponent still Joe Biden? <laughs> yes, I, I would absolutely support him before that. Even if he's convicted? Even if he's convicted. I mean, it's a convicted felon you'd support. Listen, though, to the, yeah, on totally trumped-up charges. I will support the nominee, yes, including, what what if, including President Trump. What if he gets in, in convicted Would you still support well, him? We'll, we'll cross that bridge when we come to it. Facts
15: matter. I mean, I think you need to look at what are the charges, uh, you know, what if he's convicted, what was he convicted of? I think these things matter.
14: So you look at the Iowa caucus goers, the entrance poll. Sixty-five percent of those voters, Republican voters, said yes, he is fit to be president, even if convicted of a crime. Thirty-one percent, those said no.
0: Hmm. Well, there you go. Good uh. luck. Win- good luck winning winning the White House when thirty-seven percent of your own party won't vote for you.
3: <laughs> yeah. Well, you know these these people, they're. Too stupid to know when something's really bad, and they're too stupid to know when
0: anything's really good. But that was Josh Hawley when he asked him, would you vote for Trump if he's convicted? He goes, well, it's trumped up charges. (laughs) Oh, yeah. Trumped up charges. Um, Just like all the bullshit you guys.
1: Literally, literally Trumps.
3: Right.
5: God.
2: Yeah, they seem to be forgetting. So So trumped up charges from the guy who was seen running through the House on January 6th.
3: Right mm-hmm. after he pumped his fist outside. Right.
2: Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. And uh, and they, they seem to keep forgetting conveniently that uh, that uh, the indictments came from a grand jury. <laughs> yeah, uh, ninety-one counts is right. not a small number. Right. No, that's not a small number at all. Yes. Yes. That's
3: that's
16: outrageous.
0: Yeah. Well, he's and and like he keeps saying his cheese is slipping off his cracker. So John Carl was God. talking about that. You, you,
16: you mentioned Joe Biden, but also a series of court cases that Donald Trump is facing He's gonna be in the courtroom today. And out on the campaign trail, we played that clip in Rachel's piece on Friday night. He's been showing more and more confusion in his stump
17: speeches. Mm. George, that moment, which by the way, the Biden campaign has already cut into an ad, is really something. Donald Trump is truly confused about who Nikki Haley is, thinks somehow that she was in charge of security at the Capitol on January 6th, clearly confusing her with Nancy Pelosi. But we've seen him confuse uh, Joe Biden with Barack Obama. He thinks that he beat Obama. We saw at one point he talked about how um, Biden was going to get us into World War II. Uh, So there, there has been... You know, there, there oh, have been hey, moments, there have been moments, and there have been several moments on the campaign trail uh, where, where he has seemed quite frankly moment, out we of it. And should underscore, he's confusing Nikki Haley for Nancy Pelosi as he's telling a lie yeah. about Nancy Pelosi. Yeah, yeah, he's, of course, Nancy Pelosi was Speaker of the House. She was not actually in charge of security, though, <laughs> at, at the Capitol. And he says that he had offered uh, her troops, which, again, is not true. But regardless, it's not just the lie, it's that he doesn't, he's confused about who Nikki Haley is. The person he's running against. And you can see it in that clip that we played just part of. He says, Nikki Haley, Nikki Haley, Nikki Haley. It's like he's looking to find looking it in his brain work. somewhere.
0: Yep. He's, okay. he's losing it, you know? <laughs> wow. And then. Something's got to give. Yep. And then Elise Stefanik went out and was defending his his confusing Nikki Haley from uh, Nancy Pelosi. <laughs> and uh, Morning Joe had this. We're going to turn
13: back to politics now. And this moment. From the campaign
0: trail.
16: You know, when she comes here, she gets like nine people, and the press never reports the crowds, you know. By the way, they never report the crowd on January 6 You know, Nikki Haley, Nikki Haley, Nikki Haley, you know, they, did you know they destroyed all of the information, all of the evidence, everything? Deleted and destroyed all of it, all of it, because of lots of things. Like Nikki Haley is in charge of security. We offered her 10,000 people. Soldiers, <laughs> national guards, so whatever they want, they turned it down. They don't want to talk about that. Oh,
18: God. that isn't a mix-up. Uh, the reality is, Nikki Haley. She wasn't speak Nikki Haley is relying on Democrats, just like Nancy Pelosi, uh, to try to have a desperate showing in New York, in New Hampshire. Wait, but he was so talking President about January Trump, 6th. President Trump has not lost a step. He is a stronger candidate, stronger than he is today, than he was in 2016 and he was in 2020. Compare that to Joe Biden's weakness.
11: I can't tell you oh how disappointing God. I how disappointed
13: well, I joke. feel every time it's I see a her joke. talk. She's a clown.
2: Republican what a clown. Elise what staphonic. a
13: clown. He confuses Barack Obama. He thinks he's running against Barack Obama Elise and you know it. And if you say anything otherwise you're lying through your teeth. He confused Nikki Haley with Nancy Pelosi on January the 6th. And if you say anything else, you're lying through your teeth. Well, For what? He's not going to pick you as vice president. Give up the ghost, mm-hmm. Elise Stefanik. Yeah, that was her coming to the defense of Donald Trump. and Elise Stefanic. Yeah. He was so appreciative of Elise Stefanic, uh, the woman. Elise Stefanic. Yeah. He okay. Is. He knows her really well. Right. They, I mean, he's reportedly considering her for, for his vice possible president. vice president. Yeah. So he praised. He knows Stefanic really, really well. And he's all with it, Stefanic says. Take a listen.
16: From MIT, from the greatest schools, although MIT was hurt very badly, unfortunately, by this person running it. Did you see that, the three people? How good did Elise Stepanak do?
13: Right? Oh, shit. Who, who's Stepanak?
16: What? Hey, Jonathan almir I'm, he lo-
13: I'm looking through my congressional quarterly. Who uh-huh. is Stepanak? Is, oh, is that somebody from from Oklahoma? Stepanak?
19: What? Elise? <laughs> I forget. What did he used Stepanak. to call Kevin McCarthy? He called him my Steve or something? Is that what he did, too? My, my Steve. Steve,
13: Steve yeah, Steve. Steve McCarthy.
19: Stefanak,
5: yeah.
0: <laughs> Stefanak. <laughs> 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 Allie, how in the world is she even in Congress? She's from New York City. <clears throat> <clears throat> yeah, I haven't heard an intelligent thing out of her mouth. <clears throat> how how is in the world does does New York City have elect a, a, a Republican? <laughs> called Staten Island Uh, Uh yeah is that what it is Long Island yeah Yeah.
5: Yeah.
0: Staten Island Long Island yeah well and then um, uh, to set you up here for the clown card, Joe uh, Mm. Trump uh, again she's slipping off his crackers I will
16: build an iron dome over our country a state of the art missile defense shield made in the USA we do it for other countries. Over the whole country? We help other countries. We build. we don't do it for ourselves. We need it too. You know, Reagan proposed that many years ago, Star Wars, he, he proposed it many, many years ago, but at that time, there was no technology. It was just like, it looked good. But we have unbelievable technology. We shoot them down, I've seen so many things. I've seen shots that you wouldn't even believe. Missile launched, they go, missile launched. And you hear a bell go. I mean, I see this, I like, I, it's so incredible. And these guys, these geniuses, they go, these are not muscle guys here, they're muscle guys up here, right? And they calmly walk to a seat, ding, 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 ding. They've only got 17 seconds to figure this whole thing out. They got right? seventeen oh, right? seconds oh, to like ding, 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 okay. ding, ding. Okay. Missile launch. poom It's <laughs> To most un and we don't have it here. But we help other countries in having it. No, we're gonna have the greatest iron dome, let's call it iron dome, anywhere in the world, and it's gonna be manufactured. Yeah. A lot of it right here in New Hampshire, actually.
7: Come to think of it. Oh, no, 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 dumb scum.
0: Oh, my God. Ding, ding, ding. He's such an idiot. Oh, my God. He's going to oh build an iron dome over the whole country. Over the whole oh, country. Oh, my God.
5: <laughs> wow.
0: Well, are we ready to see what's happening down the Clown Car Garage, Jay? Yeah. I wish
1: they would build that dome now. It's snowing.
11: Oh, okay. Yeah. Uh, let's see. <laughs>
5: When the Donald says
20: that the
21: situation's fine, we MAGA, we MAGA wave our guns around
8: outside. When the (laughs) Donald says that the situation's fine, we MAGA, we MAGA who cares how many die. Donald
22: says, find
18: people on both sides. sides. We MAGA, we MAGA, so what that lady died. When the Donald says, find people on both sides. We MAGA,
12: we MAGA, who
22: cares how many
12: died. So now we
8: say, America first. America first? America first. Yes, like a child, we must go first. Daddy, hit me America, America first. first. We say, America was great. When was it great? When it was great. When we got to exterminate, or at least got to save. the glorious nation.
18: Imperialism and subjugation. I don't There's no use in condemning it. It's good because we benefit. We'll make sure it was a nation.
21: When the Donald says taking kids away is fine, we maga. We maga. Like it isn't genocide. When the
8: Donald says taking kids away is fine, we maga. We maga. Who cares how many die? The refugees will take your jobs. Take our jobs? they will take our jobs. Yes, they're
16: killers. <laughs> (laughs) drug dealers
8: and slobs and qualified to take our jobs. Yeah, they bring disease and everything. Everything? Yeah, everything. The Second Amendment is king because I'm not scared of anything. There's enemies all around us. The anarchists confound us. The leftists want to take your stuff. So so buy more weapons in a huff in case the losers surround
21: us. When the Donald says that the doctors all just lie, we
1: MAGA,
12: we MAGA, let the virus multiply. When the Donald says
8: that the doctors all just lie, we MAGA, we MAGA. Who cares how many die? When the Donald says that the situation's fine. We MAGA,
12: we MAGA. Wave our guns around outside. When the Donald says that the situation's fine. We MAGA, we MAGA.
20: Who cares
8: how?
0: Oh, that is hilarious!
3: <laughs> that is oh, hilarious! You find that. <laughs> Tim <laughs> has
1: a knack Hi. of fighting yeah, the best. Yeah,
3: have a knack. God,
0: <laughs> we maggot. <laughs> <him. laughs> oh, <geez. laughs>
1: I, I don't know, Tim. How do you follow that? Right. (laughs) (laughs) Um, You there, Joe? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I thought I heard a sound effect going there. Uh, Well, anyway. You know, in this week's New Hampshire primary, uh, Nikki Haley, uh, although she lost, had a strong showing that... Made Benito Citellini Choke on his McNuggets (laughs) Right (laughs) There seems to be some Republicans At least who are not fully At the Trump Buffet bar just yet And if you Are one of those who are still wondering If your lips are Trump Ass worthy (laughs) Just take the clown Car updates WTFMI IQ test Okay (laughs) <laughs> to see where you stand on the Trump spectrum. Oh! So, guys, get a get a pencil and paper because right. you might want.
0: Oh. <clears throat> You're going to keep, keep track of your, your points
1: here. The higher your score, the closer you are to accepting the orange Jesus as your pumpkin and savior. So here we go. Question number one. Okay. What is your highest level of education? Okay. If you say postgraduate, you get no points. Okay. College, eh, one point. High school,
0: mm, two points. Okay.
1: If you say had to leave second grade due to Alabama state requirements that disqualifies students from grade school after attaining the age of twenty-one, a hundred points. <laughs> there you go.
0: Right? <laughs> Ooh, that's a lot of points.
1: Okay, that's that's a lot of points, but you're closer to being Trump ass worthy. Okay. Um. Okay, question two. What is your occupation? Uh, if you said social worker, uh, deduct 100 points from Okay.
0: Your score.
1: <laughs> if you said professional football player, uh, 75 points if you're Aaron Rodgers.
0: Oh, okay. <laughs> uh,
1: if you said assistant manager of a strip club next to the Flying J Travel Center off Route 80 outside of Jackson, Mississippi, 80 points. <laughs> <laughs> However, if you said you're the former owner of Bobert's Shooter Grill in Rifle, Colorado, 100 points. There you go.
5: <laughs> right?
1: <laughs> okay, this is the third question. Uh, what make a model car do you drive? If you have a Chevrolet, Chevrolet Bolt electric vehicle, you get no
0: points. Okay.
1: If you have a Ford Escape Hybrid, no points. Okay. If you say a Dom... Dodge Ram Monster Truck V8 uh, 25 points. Okay, Ooh. yeah. If it's a 2007 F-150 with a broken exhaust system, ball tires, truck balls, and a Let's Go Brandon flag, 100 points.
0: There you go. Right. Uh, yes. oh. uh, some of, <laughs> I, I've
1: seen a few Especially people. Especially if you have the truck balls, you know? Yeah, yeah, that. Oh,
3: yeah those truck balls are something.
0: Yeah, yeah. there was a guy in D.C. that rode around the mall every day with some <laughs> truck like that with big, giant, stupid flags hanging off of it and crap. Oh,
1: <laughs> yeah, just... Uh, People are wondering if you're an idiot and then open your mouth and remove any doubt.
3: Right. Yeah, right. Yeah. Uh,
1: how many teeth do you have? Okay. <laughs> this is question number four. If you have 32, no points. Obviously, you're brushing and seeing the dentist. <laughs> if you have 28, well, you might have had your molars pulled when you were young. So, you know, the wisdom teeth,
0: mm-hmm. no points. Okay.
1: If your answer is 16 of my own, some in a jar next to my bed, 25 points. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> If you said, I'm just gumming my food nowadays, it's 100 points.
0: <laughs> oh, wow. Those, those points are racking up for a few people.
1: <laughs> they should be. You're ass worthy. Trump ass worthy. Okay. Question five. What vaccinations have you had? Okay. If you say measles, mumps, and chickenpox, no points. If you had all the COVID-19 vaccines, deduct 50 points from your total score.
5: Yeah, that's good. Okay.
1: If you said hydroxychloroquine, 90 points. <laughs> if you said you had your rabies vaccine, 100 points.
0: Yeah, right.
3: <laughs> Unless you work with wild animals. Uh,
1: well, you know. Um, question six. Uh, who are your greatest role models in American history? Okay. Uh, if you said Abraham Lincoln, no points. If you said Franklin Roosevelt, no points. If you said Herbert Hoover, 50 <laughs> points. If you said Marjorie Taylor Greene, 100 points.
5: She's <laughs> oh, <geez. Right. laughs> an idiot.
1: Question seven. What African-American in history do you most admire? Okay. If you said Martin Luther King, no points. If you said Harriet Tubman... New points. If you said Senator Tim Scott of South Carolina, 75 points. (laughs) Okay. If you said that Blacks for Trump guy at all the Trump rallies, 100 points.
0: Yeah, right. Yeah, there you go, right? (laughs)
1: Who is that guy?
0: Uh, He apparently follows it around around because he's at all the rallies.
1: (laughs) He has a website that is really bizarre.
0: Just strange, and I don't yes. think he's being paid because Donald Trump doesn't pay people. <laughs> I know.
1: And you notice his signs are printed, so and he has T-shirts and stuff.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: So yeah. Okay, question eight. When do you think of the Democratic? When you think of the Democratic Party, what comes to mind? Okay. If you said Social Security, no points. Okay. If you said Medicare, no points. You said election fraud, fifty points.
0: Oh, I think you'd need more points for that. <laughs> uh,
1: I I, I hedged on that. If you said a satanic cabal of elites of the New World Order operating an international child sex trafficking ring out of the comic ping pong pizzeria, 100 points.
0: With a basement that doesn't have a basement. (laughs) Yeah, right. right.
1: Question nine. When you think of Profiles of Courage, what comes to mind? John F. Kennedy?
0: No points. Okay.
1: Nelson Mandela? Deduct 75 points from your total score.
0: Okay.
1: David Duke, 90 points.
0: <laughs> right? Uh.
1: Donald Trump turning down his fifth burrito, 100 points.
0: Right. Yeah, <laughs> really? There you go. <laughs> <laughs> Profile encouraged. That's not going to happen.
1: No, no. Or eating kale. Uh, <laughs> question 10. Name your favorite historical speech. Okay. Now, if you said JFK's inaugural, no points. Martin Luther King's I Had a Dream speech, new points. If you said Ronald Reagan's Tear Down This Wall speech, I'll give you 30. Okay. If you said Rudy Giuliani's Presser at Four Seasons Landscaping and Fantasy Island Sex Shop, 100 points.
0: There you go, right? <laughs> there you go.
1: Now, I hope you have your scores there, so here's what your scores mean. If you have totaled. 0 to 249, you're normal to almost normal person of average to above average intelligence.
0: What if you have a negative score?
1: (laughs) (laughs) You're brilliant. (laughs) And you're not part of the media. Um, Uh If you have between 250 and 499, you probably have a mental defect that is treatable with intervention. Okay. (laughs) If you have between 500 and 749, you are starting to worry your family and friends on Earth 1.
5: Right. (laughs)
1: And if you score it anywhere from 667 to 1,000, you're Trump's running
5: mate. Oh. Yeah, there
16: really? you go, know, right? Oh. oh, oh. oh. Yeah.
0: <laughs> Mostly pretty spot on, man.
1: <laughs> oh. oh, I tell you, these people are terrible people. Basket of deplorables, I said. Oh, my
0: God. You see the, them interviewing. Somebody say basket of deplorables. Oh. You see them interviewing these people. That are showing up to vote at these primaries Whoa. and they just, oh, they're uh-huh. in their own, they're in like some alternate universe than we are. It's mm-hmm. its insane. I'm like, they're talking and you're like sitting there going, wait, what, huh? I mean, what are you talking about?
1: Does the mm-hmm. fact that he raped somebody and it was convicted, oh, well, I want to vote for more because of that.
0: Yeah, yeah right. I mean, it's it, it, <laughs> Oh, oh, and oh, the Biden crime family is just so terrible, and he's destroyed our economy. And this one lady kept going off about gas prices. Gas prices are like cheap right now. They're yeah, really but, good, but
1: they're they're oblivious to this stuff. I mean, like oblivious.
0: Go to the gas station. <laughs> yeah, really. I mean, really. You know, um, and again, the media is
1: part of this because they keep telling us there's going to be recessions, going to be a recession, inflation's terrible, blah, 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 and nothing. It never happens. Yeah. The economy is
0: doing great. It's doing great. The stock market is the S and P five hundred is the highest it's ever been. M- inflation is below two percent. Wages are higher than inflation. Unemployment's less than three and a half percent for the first time in like seventy years or something like that. And oh, by the way, I, I saw someone referred to Trump-, Trump as Donald Hoover Trump. I'm like, is that going to resonate with anybody? Because who remembers Hoover? Sure. I mean, it might resonate time, with someone, some of our generation. Most people
1: that remember Herbert Hoover are dead. Yeah.
0: Yeah, I was going to say, they're dead. Yeah, yeah I, but I was just like, that's not going to resonate with young people because they don't even know who Herbert Hoover was.
1: No, uh, they but, don't even know who yeah. Trip Biden is, for Christ's sake. Yeah,
3: for God's sake, so just crazy. Yeah.
0: And then I saw this lady. They had this lady on MSNBC this week on one of the shows. I forget, one of the afternoon shows. And she was going off. She's from Chicago. And she was going off. On, it was a black woman. She was going off on the Democrats and talking about how the Democrats have not really stood up for the black community. And how she was leaving the Democratic Party. Because, oh, oh, Chicago is being invaded by, by all these migrants that are being bussed up there. And that, and that the city is spending all this money to house them. And, and I'm like... It's Chicago in the winter. You're going to throw them on the street and let them freeze to death? I know. know. And she's like, oh. "Oh." I got got an even better one for you.
2: I asked someone who brought up that stupid talking point. Um, You know, there are seven different sanctuary cities in southern states. Why Why is Abbott sending them into the cold? When they're from a tropical climate,
0: because they're cruel, right. cruel, cruel. Yeah, people. just a crueler.
3: The crueler, the better for him.
2: Yeah. So you need to stop complaining about how much money's being spent and start asking your governor to to force him to send money to take care of them.
0: Mm-hmm. Oh, they don't want to do that. No. You no know,
3: uh, he's no. he's uh, Abbott's been sending them to to Sacramento too, and. You know, I live on a border state. California is a border state. We have our own border. Mm-hmm. And we have plenty of migrants here, but nobody's turned away.
0: Yeah, and oh, and this is the other thing, like that as DeSantis did in that clip we played earlier. They keep talking about an invasion. Mm-hmm. An invasion? The migrants of, of are not an criminals? Invva- are invasion. You kidding me? Migrants right. are not an invasion. They're refugees. They're refugees. They're refugees. refugees. They are. And how come if they're shipping them all over the country, how come that's not human trafficking? Right.
3: I, exactly. That is human trafficking in my my definition.
0: The Our our law allows refugees to seek protection. Asylum. Asylum. It's, right. it's legal. And they're yeah. acting like these people are just, you know, flowing over the border like so massively. Yeah, like and, and oh, and it's all Biden's fault. But you know what? Nobody's mentioning the fact that the same frickin' agency that was managing the border under Donald Trump is still the same frickin' agency that's managing the border under Joe Biden. The only, right. difference, the only difference is, is who's, who are the political appointees and what, and what appropriations they get every year from Congress.
1: And by the way, they already voted articles of impeachment on Mallark. On Mayorkas. Yeah, Mayorkas. Well, they're
0: going to. They, I mean, yeah, they, that
3: was, no, that was done today. Oh, they that did it? Done. it filed. It's done. Yeah.
1: But I got to tell you, of all people, right, uh, James Langford went on Fox News this morning, and you could see this on Mediite, and flat out, Blamed his Republican colleagues In fact he called out Senator Ted Cruz in particular Excellent For tanking this border deal mm-hmm. Because it's a yeah. presidential year In his in his Own words Because it's a presidential election year
0: Yeah I so hope he gets beat in November Oh god oh, I do too
3: Oh,
0: oh my god I'm just so sick of him You know that
3: that that would be one down Because there's a bunch of them in there
0: But I
1: mean, for Lankford, is not what I would call a liberal, would you?
3: No, Mm -hmm. not at all.
1: Okay, so here here he is on Fox News, not what I would call a liberal outlet, telling them, your Republican Party tanked this, and it's the deal of a generation.
3: Hmm. Well, we can hope that maybe they're drawing some lines between Hmm. the idiots and the, the people that care.
1: Well, they're never going to get this deal. The Democrats no. always demanded a path to citizenship. Right. Mm-hmm. They've abandoned that, which is going to royal the, the 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 left wing in in our party. I know. But still, they gave it up in order to get funding for to get you know, something funding for Israel, right? And and to, and to and to take away this this issue. And here they think and. Trump thinks that if he becomes president, he'll get a better deal because he's
8: Oh president. yeah,
12: the because
1: he's special. Will never, they will never agree to no path for citizenship again. Right. This sure. will never happen again.
0: Well, that's like what I was saying T earlier about that lady that was on MSNBC railing, you know, about how she was leaving the Republican Party because they didn't do enough. They're not taking care of the African American community, and she's like, "Well, you Republicans, listen up." And I'm like, "You seriously think they're going to do anything for you?" <laughs> I know. Name something exactly. the Republican Party as has done for anybody other than billionaires in the last 50, 40 years. Mm-hmm. You know?
1: And if yep. you look at, 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 at unemployment, e- even black unemployment, I can't understand why younger black voters, and maybe T, you can address this, are flirting with the idea of Trump.
2: Because some of them are idiots. Because some of them, are, are, they, we have multiple people on TikTok who hold these lives Come on. The Democrats aren't doing anything. I was like, uh, wait a minute. Funded wait a minute. Yeah. Training. Uh, the, the, equal, the anti-lynching bill that was passed. You're not looking. You're listening to what people are telling you. And you're watching the wrong media. Stop trusting the media and do your own freaking research.
0: Right. The, yeah. It's
2: bizarre.
1: Yeah. I you know, I understand I understand if, if you're a minority and you're living in, in an urban area or something like that and, and you're frustrated with the pace of things, yes, that's frustrating because progress is slow. And, mm-hmm. and and racism is deep, deep in our culture. But how is giving the racists the reins of government gonna help speed things up?
3: Exactly,
5: yep.
1: I, I don't. I don't get it. It's the same thing for for Latino voters. I don't get flirting with Donald Trump while he's 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 almost sanctioning the 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 governor of Texas to shoot people.
0: Well, he's telling. Mm-hmm. He's saying they're going to set up camps, concentration camps, if he's elected, and they're going to round up all the brown people and put them in the camps. So how do you <laughs> flirt
1: with this
2: guy?
0: Right. He's telling you who he is. Right thing. Yeah. Did you forget
2: what happened when children were taken away from brown mothers and fathers right. and dispersed across the country and it took years to get them
0: back to their family? Some of them yes. never that's did right. get back to their families.
1: Still. Some of them never did.
0: Yeah. No, right.
3: yeah, that's very true. You know,
1: always listen to Maya Angelo When somebody tells you what they are, believe, believe them.
0: them. Yes.
2: And he's telling you every freaking day.
0: Yeah, yeah, he tells. The is telling
2: you who they are every single day.
0: Yes, exactly. Well, uh, moving along here, Corrine Jean-Pierre was uh, given a press conference at the White House, like she does every day, and uh, one Peter Ducey. Uh,
23: Corrine (laughs) why do you think it is that more and more people polled feel like over time President Biden is getting less and less mentally sharp?
11: Which poll is this?
23: ABC uh, has President Biden's rating for health since May down five points and for mental sharpness down four points.
11: You know, I have to say that's a little confusing for me because if you look at what this president has done the last three years, historical pieces of legislation, right, when it comes to bipartisan infrastructure deal, many presidents before, like your favorite president, had said that. Who's my (laughs) favorite president? Why don't you, why don't we let the American people guess? But no, had no, said, no, well, no, 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 let me finish, let me finish, let me finish, you ask me a question, I'm gonna no, what no, you're no, no, gonna, no, 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 let me, let me finish, let me finish, let me finish. And you'll you'll guess who I'm talking about, who used to say, infrastructure week, infrastructure week, which was a punchline, became a joke. And now, we are seeing infrastructure decade because of this president. There's the Chips and Science Act, right? There is the Infl- Inflation Reduction Act. These are legislation that is going to have a difference for generations to come, right? And so this is something that this president has done. That's pretty sharp for this president to have been able to do that. Let's look at the economy. The economy now, unemployment is under 4%, 14 million jobs created. The economy is in a better place than when it was when he walked in. That's just a fact, that's just the data. And we're seeing consumer sentiment is going up. And we saw just in December, how um, how people spent more. And we hadn't seen that in some time. So I think you needed a president like President Biden to get that type of stuff done. Someone who's had Senate experience, someone who was the VP, Vice President, under under uh, President Obama, obviously, and someone who has been a pretty effective president over the last three years. Well, she put him in his place. She put
0: him in his place.
1: <laughs> yeah, well, then, so, so then, this is, this, again, the media. So, Yavin Newsom's on ABC with John Carl today. And Newsom says that Biden has the best three-year record of any modern president. Yes, he does. And what does Carl come back with? So, why is his approval rating historically low? I could tell you why, Carl. Because of you.
3: Right? You guys.
1: Because you keep telling everybody it's low. So, it goes lower.
5: Mm Mm-hmm.
1: And half the... 90% 90% of the people don't don't marinate in, in, in politics like us here on this show. 90% of the people have kids and soccer and, and, and lives and jobs. And all they hear is these little snippets like what happens with this with this interview. Oh, he's at a historic low. So then you poll this person and what's he going to say? Well, I guess he's low. Uh, yeah, I guess they disapprove too.
0: Well, and I also think I still say – the polls are, are, are irrelevant because we saw in New Hampshire the polls were completely wrong.
1: <laughs> I know, but, but it's almost a self-fulfilling prophecy. They keep preaching something that isn't true. There's not going to be a recession. In fact, just the opposite. It's doing great. Yep. You
5: well, know,
1: and why are they historically low? Because you keep telling people he's too old. Mm. He's a failure. Well, that's what they hear. Like yeah. I said they don't marinate this stuff like like T does and like 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 you do you know
0: yeah they don't By the way did you And see- they'll
2: they will keep saying oh well you know the stock market is so bad my 401k went down My question is always what are you invested in cuz the stock market's going through the roof Right. Yeah, well, yeah. my
1: my question would be, what account are you looking at? Because exactly. anybody's IRA went down, you must be invested in like
3: cryptocurrency right, or something. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Something stupid.
0: Yeah. Well, <sighs> uh, Von Hilliard was at uh, was at uh, Trump's New Hampshire party. Uh, and and uh, he was talking to Margie Taylor Greene and this happened,
7: Gentlemen, but uh, several others that I talked to the word that I kept hearing from them when asking about why Donald Trump, despite these trials that await him, was the word strength, strength. And it, it, it touched me because listening to the rally last night, you know, Donald Trump is temperamental. Donald Trump recoils at tough, direct questions. Donald Trump does not like dissent, even internally among his own campaign. Donald Trump is willing to throw anybody off of the cliff. But I think in a way that we understand those attributes to be uh, somebody who is you know, temperamental, a great many of his supporters believe that that is exuding strength. Mm. And it is tough for these other candidates throughout this last year to push back on that strength. And one other soundbite I wanted to let you hear, I had the chance to talk with Marjorie Taylor Greene, the congresswoman from Georgia, in which I asked her about the future of Nikki Haley and the Republican Party. Take a listen.
18: This is a referendum on the Republican Party, and that's something I'll be saying in my speech tonight. Uh, This is a true change for the Republican Party. It says that not only do we support President Trump, we support his policies. And any Republican that isn't willing to adapt these policies, we are completely eradicating from the party. So it's up to Nikki Haley uh, what she does.
7: We are eradicating them from the party. And she said that she didn't believe that Nikki Haley had a future in the Republican Party or in a future
19: Trump administration. Yeah, the, no ambiguity there from Marjorie Taylor Greene. It does feel like this is a last stand, that this is a moment. If you look at it from the other side, that's Marjorie Taylor Greene's view. If you listen to Nikki Haley, and particularly, frankly, from Governor Sununu, who is a loud and strong advocate for her, this is a moment of choosing for the Republican Party. If Nikki Haley loses this is the argument tonight, there's no going back. It's Donald Trump's nomination. It's Donald Trump's party and perhaps Donald Trump's country again if he is elected president. Those are the stakes. Maybe too little, too late. She doesn't particularly distinguish herself from Donald Trump. She talks about her record and what she'd like to do. Soft pedals her criticism, as she has, of him in the state when you listen to her at that event last night anyway. Do you sense among the independents that are the biggest voting group in this state that they are willing at this moment to make that kind of statement that they want to say we're not going back to donald trump or does it feel like the polling that has donald trump up in, in double digits Does that feel right? There is no obvious underground movement of independent
7: resistance. There's not some anti-Trump resistance. We saw this in Iowa or seen this here in New Hampshire that are coming out and inspired by Nikki Haley. You know, one voter I talked to telling me that, oh, she watches the campaign ads. Nikki Haley is running as Ron DeSantis and Donald Trump.
0: Okay. So Nikki Haley got, was it 43% of the vote? In the Republican primary in New Hampshire, and Marjorie Taylor Greene says they're going to throw them out of the Republican Party. Mm-hmm. How's that going to go for you in November? Yeah. <laughs> Someone
3: didn't <laughs> think this thing through. <laughs> well, she's such a word. She's the words of wisdom. Don't you know? Oh, my God. Really? Marjorie Taylor go, go right on
0: ahead. I say, do it. Throw them out. Throw them out of the Republican Party. Yeah, throw them out. <laughs> throw you them out. out. Like, throw out
2: Cheney? Yeah. Throw them out like. Uh, Cheney, right? Right, and Jim yeah.
0: Kinskyer, yeah. And Kinziger, yeah. And, and, uh, and what about the thirty? Was it thirty-four percent of the people in the ex- exit poll that said that if don that don, they will not vote for Donald Trump, period? Right. Mm-hmm.
3: A lot of people voted for Nikki Haley just so that they could give a little space there.
5: Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Yeah. You well, know, the they
3: polls probably, were showing they they, they they were Democrats and they'll vote for Joe Biden.
0: Well, the polls were showing that he was going to that Donald Trump was going to beat her by like 20, 30 points. It was like a span of 11 points. Right. Yep. You know, that's what I'm saying about these polls, you know,
3: and then Joe Biden gets 67% of the write-ups.
0: Yeah. And only 8,000, P- 8,000 Democrats actually voted because it doesn't right. really matter. Cause there's not going to be any delegates. So, right, you know, but, uh, Joy Reid, She pointed this out here.
7: And here on stage tonight, with only one rival left in this, Nikki Haley, there goes Donald Trump on the stage today, throwing out this idea of stuff that would be investigated. And of course, the question would be, what stuff? Donald Trump doesn't actually have that stuff uh, to throw out there. The one other note that I would've wanted to mention was, you saw Tim Scott standing right there behind him, of course, endorsing him over the weekend here in New Hampshire. There was a moment in which Donald Trump he referred to the South Carolina senator and said, quote, you must really hate her, referring to Nikki Haley, because she was the one that appointed into the U.S. Senate. The room went quiet. Tim Scott just stood there in silence and smiled before taking a step forward to the microphone, and he responded, I just really love you. It was a very uncomfortable moment, but one in which we have seen Republican rivals continually bend the knee to Donald Trump and him use them as instruments and mock them in the loyalty that they have given here at such a crucial time as this for the Republican Party, Rachel.
13: NBC's Vaughn Hilliard,
21: thank you very much for that report. So uh, there we have it. Uh, that's what we miss when we cut away. Uh, th- does anyone hear in that a case for not cutting
5: away from that
18: speech? <laughs> yeah, here, we would like that clip, please. Also, the humiliation is uh-uh. so naked at this point. To ask Tim Scott to go up and directly sort of demean the person oh that gave him his Senate seat in 2012 is just... Well, It,
21: it also kind of raises the question has trump run out of material <laughs> you know the the victory speech doesn't have to be long you know solid eight minutes would be fine ten minutes would be fine two minutes would be fine sure. you did great I'll see you in south carolina Haley, we're gonna kick Haley's butt. speech yeah. was was a tight solid speech he couldn't fill the time he couldn't do it. That's what, what other reason would he turn to those people, unless, unless he thought, you know, Vivek will do a more vicious attack than I will do, and I want him to do that.
2: We haven't, we didn't see Vivek's speech, but
3: I think, that, remember when he was president, one of the things he loved to do was to force people to ritually
6: praise him yes. or to ritually humiliate them. And I think that he saw this night as just a night to ritually yep. humiliate yes. people like Tim Scott. Maybe Vivek had to yes. get up there and grovel. Like, literally, he just wants to see his former rivals yeah. grovel. He
13: said, even when he said, we're going to put one minute on the clock, it's like, yeah. I'm going to make sure that you know your, in, your, your place. place.
7: And here on stage tonight, with only one rival left. Beaten again, but, uh,
0: yeah, literally he took, gosh, how many times did you do it? <laughs> You're going to boom, boom, boom. Boom, but uh, he literally took the two candidates that were running against him of color and put them up to humiliate them in front of the crowd.
3: Exactly. That's and exactly. it was extremely humiliating. For Scott, he was... Oh, he looked so pitiful.
0: Oh, it was Made me
3: sick to my stomach.
0: Unbelievable. (laughs) And and we're surprised? (laughs) No, no, I'm not surprised at all. That's what he does. He's talking about his campaign of retribution. He's going to be your retribution. So, (laughs) you know, vindictive little whiny. (laughs) But anyway... So, Sean Fain, president of the uh, United Auto Workers.
20: Donald Trump is a scab. Yes, he is. Scab, scab, scab. Pick it up. Donald Trump is a billionaire, and that's who he represents. If Donald Trump ever worked in an auto plant, he wouldn't be a UAW member. He'd be a company man trying to squeeze the American worker. Donald Trump stands against everything we stand for as a union, as a society. When you go back to our core issues, wages, retirement, health care, and our time, that's what this election's about. This election's about who will stand up with us and who will stand in our way. Those are the questions that will win or lose this election and will decide our fate. Those are the questions that will determine the future of our country and the fate of the working class.
0: There you have it right there. Have you seen that ad on TV with with the the two people in the and in the, they're working the line in the auto plant, and the cars are on the the car frames are going on the conveyor belt and the guy looks at his paycheck and he goes, Oh, they shorted me 12, 12 hours. Dang. Right before the weekend. And then the unnecessary action hero guy comes in, which I hate that commercial. He drives me nuts. <laughs> but uh, but that's it. If Donald Trump was the, was, was in the company, was in the company that would be happening all over the place. Cause we already know he doesn't pay people. Yeah. He doesn't um, pay people ever. He pays, yep. he tells him he's going to pay him this and then he lowballs them you know i mean it's just and he said he's a scab that's exactly yes he is a scab yeah speaking as an
2: ex member of the IBEW that's the electrical workers union uh yeah keep him out of office cuz he's not worth a, worth a thin dime yeah right?
0: yeah and then uh, back to uh, Manu raju who was uh, interviewing mitt romney
12: Minority Leader Mitch McConnell, who just, well, that's Donald Trump, who just days ago had been pushing hard for a deal saying it was Republicans' best chance for tougher immigration laws and that it was crucial to secure aid for Ukraine now is suggesting it will likely not happen. And the reason is because of that guy, Donald Trump, CNN's Manu Raju, is on Capitol Hill this morning with this big statement by Mitch McConnell, on it.
14: Yeah, no question about it. And Republicans are still trying to figure out what that means in the months ahead. McConnell's been pushing hard to get this deal done because Republicans have insisted there must be a deal on immigration and the border first before they agree to more funding for Ukraine at a critical time in the war against Russia. But because Trump has come out publicly and privately lobbying against any sort of immigration deal that is not, quote, exactly what Republicans have demanded, there are fears on Capitol Hill that that essentially could scuttle the process entirely directly. Bail this national security package. And that is the message that Republicans are grappling with this morning, including one senator, Mitt Romney, who made very clear that he believes that Donald Trump is simply urging members to kill this because he wants to campaign on the issue of immigration. Do you think this is what he wants, the issue, Donald Trump, this is what he's doing? Oh, I, I, think, I
13: think the border is a very important issue for uh, Donald Trump, uh, and the fact that he would communicate to uh, Republican senators and Congress people that he doesn't want us to solve the border problem because he wants to blame uh Biden for it is uh is really appalling but the but the reality is that that uh, we have a crisis at the border the american people are suffering as a result of uh, what's happening at the border uh, and someone running for president ought to try and get the uh, you know the problem solved as opposed to saying hey save that problem don't solve it uh let me take credit for solving it
0: later there you have it right there
5: oh god
0: you know there you have it right yep there. yep you know but they they blow it. They've done blown it up because Trump told them to. You know,
2: elections are coming. Vote their butts out. Mm-hmm.
0: Mm-hmm. Yep. Yep. And then uh, we saw what happened with uh, one uh, Peter Navarro.
6: Breaking oh, news: geez. Former top Trump White House aide Peter Navarro was just sentenced to four months in prison for defying a congressional subpoena. CNN's Caitlin Polans joins me now. Caitlin, what happened at that sentencing?
18: Yeah, this was a long sentencing hearing for Peter Navarro, that former White House aide who had worked on the coronavirus response, but then also was publicly talking about contesting the election results after the 2020 election for Donald Trump. Peter Navarro, today in DC's federal court, he received a four-month sentence for jail time from Judge Amit Mehta. He also was fined $9,500. And Mehta boiled it down to the fact that Navarro was more than happy to talk publicly about what he was doing after the 2020 election. He wrote a book about it, he did media appearances, but he would not talk to the House. And this prosecution was about contempt of Congress, that he didn't show up for testimony or even make any meaningful attempt to negotiate testimony, and that he never turned over any documents when the House Select Committee had subpoenaed him. Here's some quotes from Judge Mehta speaking directly to Peter Navarro at the end of this sentencing, right before he gave him that amount of time. They had a job to do, Congress, and you made it harder. It's really that simple. It wasn't a kangaroo court. The public could see that. You are not a victim. You are not the object of a political prosecution. These are the circumstances of your own making. Now, Peter Navarro did speak in court to the judge. He said he was torn on what to do because he had talked to Donald Trump, thought maybe there would be executive privilege. He's going to be appealing now, just like Steve Bannon, another person who was prosecuted for the very same thing related to the January 6th investigations.
0: Now, when I saw him walk out of that court, and give a press conference on the, in front of the courthouse, I was angry, <laughs> you know? Yeah. Because Don't I am going to explode
3: any minute if any more shit hits the fan today.
0: Because if that had been you, or me, Joe, or you, T, or you, Allie, or you, Kathy, we would have been remanded by a U.S. marshal out of that courtroom to the Bureau of Prisons. Right. We wouldn't mm-hmm. have been oh well you can go out and when your appeal's over, then you can come back and serve. No, he got special treatment. Because that's not mm-hmm. the way the courts work. You get time, you go directly, do not pass go. <laughs> yeah. You go directly to the jail. You know? But so did Trump when he went strutting out of the jail out of the court. Well, that was a criminal. Yeah, trial. when he stormed out, yeah. But Steve Bannon is still hasn't gone yet. No, he uh,
3: hasn't done uh, this, no and he's either. out on
0: appeal. And what's it been? Two years, and they haven't ruled on his appeal yet. I mean, uh-uh. is it a year or two? I don't know. When was yeah. it? Who keeps count anymore? Why? Why is that? Why is it taking two years for the appeals court to make a decision on that? It's it's an open and close situation. So I mean, <laughs> yeah. just ridiculous. Anyway, anyway, so so then, uh, uh, Alex Wedner. Interviewed Gavin Newsom, and I think he said it right here, Kathy.
15: Mitch McConnell, I thought that was shameful, what was reported out, that he's just completely rolling over and capitulating. Don't even get me started with the weakness of the current Speaker of the House. I mean, they don't want a deal, period, full stop. They don't want a deal. They don't want to make this, quote unquote, campaign win for Joe Biden, it's just everything you need to know about the fraud that they're perpetuating on the issue of the border. They want to make this a political issue. Consistently, they have wanted to make it. Ever since there were a few brave souls with that gang of eight, if we all remember those black and white movie days. Yeah, I'm days. old
3: enough to remember that.
15: And ever since there, everyone, they just walk away, they run away. The first day he was in office, not, not the next day, the same day, he gets sworn in, he puts out a comprehensive immigration plan. That was, a, And yet you didn't have a counter. They had no strategy in terms of, of the Republican Party even, even combating that. They just wanted to kill it. They didn't want to debate it. They didn't even want to engage. $14 billion proposal. $14 billion. That's his latest proposal to address their stated issue of border security. 2,300 new border patrol agents. Another 1,000 in addition to that to deal with fentanyl close to another billion dollars 850 plus million dollars just for new technology and then address some of the issues of backlog on asylum to address those that are here waiting for asylum claims they won't touch it they don't want to solve this problem they want to use it for political purposes and again i say this as a border state governor no one has to introduce me to this issue with yeah. the largest port in the western hemisphere in the state of california we live yep. this and i think it is a disgrace what the Republican Party is doing, what Donald Trump is doing. And this is hidden in plain sight. He sent out a tweet or some truth whatever, yeah. saying, kill it. Yeah. And these guys are so weak. How I did, it's so pathetically weak. This Republican Party and the new speaker said, oh yes sir, what else would you like us to do? We don't care about America. We don't care about our freedoms and liberties. We care about politics exclusively at the expense of the American people because all we care about is winning for winning's sake. That is shameful
8: shakalaka mm. he said boom, a lot more than that, that was that boom, was shakalaka and boom boom
0: shakalaka goes right there he called it out for exactly what it is yes mm. he did
3: he doesn't he doesn't mince words mm. he never has i don't think he'll ever start
0: yep yep and then um uh, uh fox news had on uh oklahoma governor <coughs> kevin still have you guys heard about this so the Supreme Court ruled that Texas has to remove, allow the 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 uh, ICE to remove, the U.S. Customs and Border Patrol to remove the um, the razor wire that they put in, right, the river. in the river, and and he's defying the Supreme Court, and he's ordered the the Texas National Guard to block the Bo- the Customs and Border Patrol agents from removing it against what the supreme court ruled right and now you've got all these other re- republican governors who are rallying behind greg abbott to defy the supreme court and to send their national guards to texas to help them defend the razor wire against the immigration uh, the, the federal agents like this is ridiculous and uh, so he uh Kevin Stitt was on uh, on with Steve Ducey in this. Episode. As you can
21: see on the big wall right there, 25 Republican governors are backing him, including, as you zoom in on Oklahoma, there he is, Kevin Stitt, the governor of Oklahoma. He's up on the big wall, and he's live right now from Oklahoma. Governor, good morning
23: to you. Hey, good morning. Thanks for having me on.
21: You bet. Okay, so uh, why have you and 23 or 24 other governors, all Republicans, said uh, we're going to help Uh, Mr. Abbott, out in Texas?
23: Well, I mean, it's pretty simple for us, for Oklahomans. I think for most Americans, uh, this is just common sense. In Texas, there's 28 ports of entry, and it's already a federal law that it's illegal to enter anywhere but those points of entry. I mean, the last time I flew to Mexico, uh, I had to land at an airport and show them my passport. And so the fact that the federal government, Biden, is cutting razor wire... It just it just makes no sense at all and so yes because it's we in have violation the right of international law to defend our law. country right. against invasion right. and what else would you call it if you've got 6 million people coming through illegally
21: No exactly and I know uh, the Six former president uh, Donald Trump has suggested to <laughs> no, all the Republican governors out there uh, send members of your state's national guard in your case governor it would be the Oklahoma National Guard send them down to Texas to help Greg Abbott are
23: you going to do that absolutely you know i've done That's it once before up. and we're looking i already talked to my tag my general mancino we've already started putting the numbers together uh we'll be in contact with governor abbott uh oh but you know God. we also need some common sense here what is the biden administration doing why would they talk about federalizing the texas guard why are they directing border patrol the american people need to ask themselves why are they at directing the border patrol to cut razor wire because it's this killing people. This makes no people. sense. This is beyond yeah. politics. Uh, I, I just don't understand what's happening.
21: Right. You know what? You just touched on an important point. I'm, I'm going to bring that up. There are a number of Democrats who are calling on President Biden. You know what you need to do? You need, as you just mentioned, you need to federalize the Texas National Guard. What that means is then no longer is Greg Abbott their boss. They are working for the Commander in Chief, uh, Mr. Biden. And he has the authority to do it. Have you thought this through? If you send your Oklahoma National Guard down there and a bunch of other states send them down there, you know, all Joe Biden has to do is federalize all of them. Next thing you know, they are doing uh, essentially support work for the uh, Border Patrol who are down there right now just trying to process the the invasion of migrants. Your your National Guard could be working for Joe Biden. (laughs) That's right.
23: (laughs) Yeah. Well, he, here's the deal. I've been on the border. I've talked to the border agents. Even the border agents themselves are scratching their head. But but these are good Americans and they're trying to obey their boss. Gonna, and, I'm gonna, I'm gonna. But they don't agree with that policy either. And of course, the National Guard soldiers, they're Texans and they're Oklahomans and they're Tennessee folks. And, and, and these are just Americans and they don't like what's going on. So you would really be putting our soldiers in a tough, tough situation to protect their their states against fentanyl deaths and against uh, illegal immigrants and, and terrorists in a lot of cases. Just to just to appease some some administration that has a political agenda. That's the only possible <laughs> explanation huh. is they're wanting to nationalize and get a bunch of voters in that they think is going to swing elections. That's the only what? logical explanation. And, it, and it's absolutely illogical to think that we have leaders that are more focused on the next election instead of doing what's right for America.
21: Well, it's
0: something. Oh, think, oh, This is what I'm talking about. That was a bunch of earth Two garbage. <laughs> it was bullshit. The national guard is I under got- the Pentagon.
2: I got one thing I'd like to say, George Wallace, right. yeah. the first time, make it happen, and by the way, hey, Oklahoma, you have a sanctuary city. Why aren't you taking on some of the people?
0: right? well, because they got a Republican governor, that's why but right, right. but you know, I mean, the bottom line is national you 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 federalize. Biden signs an order, federalizes the National Guard. All of a sudden, they're under the command and control of the Pentagon. And then, if they refuse, you arrest their ass and court-martial them. Just like anybody else. You refuse to follow orders, you arrest their ass and you court-martial them. Right? (laughs)
2: You can tell by his sudden excuses, he didn't think that through.
0: Well, that's exactly what he said. You didn't think this through, did you? But, I mean, he's like, oh, and then he's like, oh, and I know these Border Patrol agents, and they don't agree with the policy either. Well, you know what? Uh, it's not their job to – they don't get to not do their job because they don't agree with the policy. They do their job because they're ordered to. They're law enforcement agents. <laughs> Jesus. But, well, uh, and,
3: and to top it off, this is this is another thing that I have heard that's in the, the wind there, he's calling out truckers and bikers and, you know, a bunch of white guys. Of course. To mobilize and head on
0: down to the border. Yeah, I'm sure. And the Proud Boys and the whatever. Oh, right. yeah. All the, if the they weren't in boys, prison, they'd the, be there, you
3: know. <laughs> you know, all the rest of those boys, yeah. you know, the guys in the khakis and the masks and yeah.
0: well, if they weren't, you know, in hats and sunglasses. If they weren't in prison, they'd be there.
3: <laughs> right. Yeah. Right. Well, part of them are in prison. Well, I'm sure there's a few more.
0: And then on Friday
2: Sorry, t- He's also trying to call in. Um, remember the truckers
0: that were up at the northern border? Yeah, the candidates. Yes, like, that's what I'm. Hearing.
3: That's what I'm saying. Yeah,
0: that's what yeah. I have heard. You know what, we're John serious. Roberts? I'm, supp- I'm I'm sure John Roberts has called him up and said, "You want you want to play with the Supreme Court?" <laughs> right. I will issue an order and have your ha- ass dragged in before this court. You know, so. But anyway, Friday, we got the best news. In
23: the courtroom, let's go back to Kara Skinnell. Kara, what do you have for us so far in terms uh, of the damages being awarded by this jury to E. Jean Carroll uh, because of uh, Donald Trump's uh, defamation against her?
6: I mean, Jake, this is a significant win for E. Jean Carroll. The jury awarding her um, just shy of $100 million in this verdict. I'm going to break it down for you. They said that uh, E. Jean Carroll was injured as a result of Trump's defamatory statements. And for emotional harm, they're awarding her $7.3 million. For reputational repair, they're awarding her $11 million. And for punitive damages, that is the part that punishes Donald Trump. They're Awarding $65 million, so my rough math there gets us over $80 million that the jury is awarding Eugene Carroll. I mean, that is a significant win from her. Last year, the jury awarded her $5 million. This is just exponentially more. Um, you know, this is something that is the jury is sending a message to Donald Trump. I mean, the argument that Carroll's team has made, which this jury seems to have completely agreed with, is that the only way to stop Donald Trump from repeating these defamatory statements is to hit him in the pocketbook and that is what they've done. I mean a significant victory for Eugene Carroll, um, substantially more than she had asked for. Um, you know, she was seeking millions of dollars and now they're returning this verdict of over $80 million. Jake?
23: Yeah, $83.3 million. Your math checks out, Kara Scannell. We'll come back to you when you have more to tell so- us <laughs>
0: Was like, why didn't you give him 148 like Ruby Freeman and Shea Moss? Right, <laughs> but 83, I'm good with that. Yeah, 83.3 that's okay, yes, right. You so, know, he isn't he back in court Monday. Mm-hmm. Um, well, Judge Ingeron's supposed to rule on the 370 million he may owe.
3: No, this is something else. This is this is about his um, you know, paying off porn stars. Oh, right,
0: okay, yeah, well, I think
3: that's good. Monday. Keep him in court. <laughs> Yeah, that's the, the other uh uh
0: the oh, this New is York the album. Well and this is and that's a criminal trial, so he ha- he right? has to be there. Mm-hmm. Right. He can't just get up and storm out. I hope house. he is
3: tried to death and made to sit there and listen. Son mm. of a bitch. I
2: thought New yep. York was for four hundred million.
0: Mm. Uh I heard three hundred and seventy is what they <laughs> yeah, is what lot. they asked for. Because they were originally asking for two hundred and fifty and they upped it to three seventy. So, Ooh. but 370 million on top of the 83 plus the five he already was awarded by the other jury. Um, yeah, clean you know, his clock. He may be, uh, oh, and, and to appeal, he has to put up a bond. He has right. to put the he money He has up, to put up the amount. And the court will hold that money and then until all the appeals are exhausted, and then they will pay Eugene Carroll with interest. Right. Right. Interest on $83 million? Woo, <laughs> 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 that's some interest there. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Well, we'll see what happens this week. Because so, oh. <laughs> we got Judge on coming. He said yep. he's going to rule by August 31st. And then this other trial. Yeah, so, uh, so with that, Kathy, tell people where they can check you out.
3: Yeah, you can check me out at Let's Remember to Never Forget on Facebook and the other social medias. I will probably see you all right so you can talk to me there thank you kathy and Allie. i'm still on uh twitter i'm not gonna call it what it's supposed to be
0: called but
4: i'm still on twitter <laughs> i will be till the bitter end you will find me there you can just in call in tatters him. you can i will be there
0: you need to just as re- water re- are. replace the t with an x and you get shitter <laughs> yeah that's shitter go. That's so sensible. did that? That's a, that's <laughs> Thanks for having me on. I really appreciate
2: Thank you, Ellie. We're glad to have you back. And yeah. T? You can find me over on Tickety Talk at T underscore bone 1961. You can also find me over on uh, Spoutable as T, sorry, at T Brown 1061. And I'll be over there.
0: All right, thank you, and and Joe,
2: you could find me in
1: Scranton. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I'm on Facebook and uh, uh, I'm on uh, WordPress j.santorsa.wordpress.com. But that's about it.
0: All right, thank you, Joe. And I will tell you what, if uh, if we see this ruling of three hundred seventy million dollars by Judge Ingraham, expect a phone call from me, okay? <laughs> 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 to celebrate <laughs> yeah. so we'll be saying yeah. we're in the money <laughs>
5: uh-huh.
0: Celebrate yeah. oh, with that Tim Corma on all the social media we'll close out with our good buddy Lauren Mayer's uh, song of the week this is uh, Greedflation so take it away Lauren
22: and we will see you all soon Greedflation is the reason why some prices are still rather high Right. There's all one Uncle Joe, but corporate greed is the culprit. Now we know. New study shows what's happening. Big companies are profiting. Time to reflame out the dated views. Darlings, you gotta stop listening to Fox News. The lies, not lies, the fraud. Oh my god! Greedflation is the culprit now. Corporations are price gouging. Ow! We have a great economy. Let's quit believing crap from the GOP. Stockholders are so out of touch. CEOs get paid too much Such evidence can't be dismissed Darling, we know the truth and we are pissed High price Not nice Big bucks But schmucks Ignore the schmoes The vault isn't Joe's. Reflation is the cause